Attention. Attention. This is not a self-help podcast. Hello, everyone. In case you forgot or didn't know, my name is Diana Espear. Thanks. I was just I was just trying to see if my friend who's on the show today was actually listening because she seemed uninterested. And she's actually here saving my ass because sometimes, sometimes you book a guest and then the guest can't make it and then you get the podcast canceled. That's cool. That's cool. Sometimes you have a guest and the guest just doesn't come through. Um, don't want to throw anyone under the bus, but that's what happened. So today I have my best friend, Claudia. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. She's been on the podcast before when I started when I just started the show and I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And obviously now there's a lot more people listening. So I hope you're not feeling the pressure. Hello fans. There are certain gentlemen that um, leave some really creepy comments. Um, Like they're very, very long essay like, and you know, likening you to birds in the sky and the sun and the moon and the stars. And all I do is just reply to the comment and say, I agree. <laughs> I second that, John. <laughs> Sorry, John. We're not actually hating on them. We are saying we appreciate the validation that no man is giving us right now. Yes. My point was the creepy men from the Midwest who sit behind their computers um, and literally take about half an hour to write a poem out purely because you uploaded a picture of like your arm. If it wasn't for them, then... I don't know. Where would you be today? Honestly, I don't know because none of the nice girls are following me. Girls don't fucking like me. And don't say it's because they're jealous of you because they're following all the beautiful Instagram models. So like, oh, where are you no, at? No. They just why, don't like you. Why don't they like me, Claudia? <laughs> um, oh, you're just a bit opinionated. Like a lot of these beautiful girls on Instagram, like <sighs> they upload their outfits, their emaciated bodies the fake tan and their holidays and then the hunky boyfriend and that's it it's like an idealistic world whereas you just spew negativity and you're kind of a downer sometimes so they don't really want to you know people don't like opinionated women they don't they really really don't they want ones that shut up and look good and are you talking about guys no, anyone, give me the link of, even I, when, when I follow someone, it's like, okay, cool, I love your dress, give me the link to it. I don't really give a shit about your political views. It, it gives me purpose, and it's like a great outlet for me. Like, I truly believe that my calling in life was just to shit on things that people think are amazing, but they're not. Well, listen, I'm behind you, I'm here, aren't I? But most on. Claudia, you know I begin all my episodes with tip of the week, so I'm going to let okay. you roll with it. I never told anybody that. Because I'm such a good friend. Okay, my tip of the week is I'm no skincare guru. Hell, I don't even wash my face every day. Or brush your hair. Need to air all my dirty laundry. Am I? My one skincare tip of the week. Um, if you see a picture of me, I look 12. I'm not 12. I'm 31. Um, and I use... Tutti London Walnut Oil Serum. I just glow and shine and just I glide more easily through the hallways of my house because I can't leave it. And like, I just feel like I'm worth it. And I don't give a shit if that's someone's slogan already, but 
I I feel worth it. Um, because like there's a whole line of things you can get, but I can't be bothered um a lot of the time to go through the whole thing. So even when you just use obviously you have to have a clean face for this or it defeats the object. The serum is just you just use a teeny tiny bit and you just rub it on your face and you have baby soft skin and it's glowing and shiny and it's just the best product I've ever used in my life. Same. I've spoken about it quite a few times on the podcast before, actually. So it's like a one-stop shop, one-stop shop. Love it. But like for me, I don't put a tiny bit. I like literally just cover my face in it. Like, especially before I get on a plane, which I haven't done in so long, but whatever. Um, But before I go to bed, if I'm... That's why yours runs out after like three weeks. You're only supposed to use a droplet. No, no, no. But I I properly, I properly like cover like even here my decolletage like we don't we don't want boob wrinkles when we grow up you want to you want to apply it all the way down to your nipples like that's my tip um i mean it's not my I tip but as far as the nipples but the neck definitely maybe the chest yeah you don't want a wrinkly chest you know the one bad thing about um like very very wealthy people who can afford to go on holiday a lot very bad chests because they've sat in the sun they've been smug they've had their freaking mojito on their boat deck but hun, none of that means anything when you have more creases on in your, your boobage. Neck yes, than one of those creased, creasy dogs. Like a sharpe. It's, it's called a sharpe. Yes, sharpe. Sharpe. All these people. You every half term, every long weekend. Day, yeah, every any everything. They would go on a holiday and they'd come back bronzed and looking beautiful. And you'd kind of be like, yeah, I love my family, but there's there's a rich and they go on nice holidays. And fast forward 10 years and you bump into these bitches and oh, like the, the sun has not been kind. Like it I just feel like never I've never been obsessed. I've never been obsessed with sitting in the sun. Like I'm too, I, I love doing stuff too much. Like I just can't, I don't see the value in I mean, spending. No, no, no. Let's face it. You go up to your room, put your clunky headphones on and and bend over your laptop when everybody else is sunbathing at 2 p.m. on a holiday. Like, you're very, very strange. And if you weren't so pretty and graceful, then you would just be... Um, I, I can't believe you know this shit about me and you've like only been on one holiday with me and that holiday I didn't have my laptop with me, but it's just, it baffles me how you just know this stuff. Let you me just give all your family holidays when you're not by the pool. Good point. Let me just give my tip of the week. So my tip of the week before we carry on is something that I found. You're, I, this is going to prove Claudia's theory of me being the girl who spends her holidays with my headphones on my laptop, which is really sad. My tip of the week, I'm like scared of showing it to you now. Just show it to me. Okay, so I found this on TikTok. It's this thing. So if you look at it, it's just a cute little pink box and it's called the Faux Memo. It's a little inkless printer that connects onto your phone via Bluetooth. And what it does, okay, is it prints out cute labels <laughs> it's like stickers you know that was created in like 1996 and it's got a name and like my dad used to have one that's this is not a new thing that's being brought to the market you've just bought 
it in the form of a pink square box. You've been and it's Bluetooth to your phone, so you can print your Instagram photos, your phone photos. Also, the way that I use it is like if I so for example, right, I see this piece of news like on Daily Mail that I need to cover, like on Instagram or on my podcast or something. And instead of going on my notes and being like mm-hmm. this, 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 and that happen. I take a screenshot or a photo of it and then I gotcha. print it and then I stick it on my to-do list book. Okay. So, cool. and then, yeah, I'm, I'm just weird like that. I, I, I'm the girl with the, the, the headphones on a summer holiday. What can I do? Are you going to shame me for it? So I bought this, I create these cute labels, but they also have templates for them on the app. So for example, you can list all your to-do list stuff and then it prints them out for you on this like cute little aesthetically pleasing template and it has the square boxes and all you have to do is you like tick the square I do love a to-do list I I will give you that I love but this is what I mean so if I show you the app you're gonna completely get you're probably not gonna get it let's face it but like I just need you to embrace my fucked up self for a second because like you just need to go and Hang out with Mark Zuckerberg on the weekend or something. I know. It was Steve's job, Steve Jobs' birthday yesterday. But look, they have these like cute <laughs> templates for to-do lists, right? And then you print this and then you stick it in your book and then you can like tick them when they're done at the end of the day. And it just, it's so cute and productive. Oh my gosh. I feel like I'm okay. pitching myself to my best friend. What the okay. fuck? <laughs> or you can just write it out yourself. Like the but it's so annoying. Writing. I'm so slow. No, but I'm sl- I'm a slow writer. I'm j- I, j- I just type better. Let's talk about Married at First Sight Australia. Okay. Let's first just please give me the kudos because I'm the one that told you that you had to watch it and you watch every reality TV show. But I literally had to just reinforce the fact that you hadn't lived a life yet and that your whole isolation meant nothing unless you dove into this and you've done well you've done like a tw- 20 episodes in three days so I'm really proud yeah thanks but you did tell me that I was slower than you well you pause and you go to the toilet and stuff like there's no time for that that's saying a lot coming from someone who's not like reality tv obsessed like that's like basically my job and I can't like I can't be as yeah but if you're gonna binge like commit, okay? Don't be flaky and like go to the toilet, take a phone call. <laughs> I ha- eat oh my like no. Something just came to my mind. Remember that day that you sent me a screenshot of your steps and it said twelve yeah. steps in the whole day? Was that because of um married at first sight? It was because of some sort of TV program. But yeah, I, you know, I can com- I committed. I did one way. Do you guys know it's supposed to be ten thousand steps a day? Claudia sends me a screenshot on Sunday at the end of the day, twelve steps. <laughs> It was great. And then it, then it increased to like 36 because my delivery came. So I had to go down the stairs to get it, come back up, you know. So so does it mean that I when you proud. dispose of the delivery, you just leave it next to your bed? Because that would require like probably 30 more steps. Exactly. You've got to do it the following morning. If you don't wake up in like a stupor surrounded by food and like a little bit of a like dank off smell from the sushi, then you haven't had a proper like bingy day in bed. I guess I've never had a bingy day then. Because if I see No, food, you were too like organized and clean and put together. Okay. Do you find it annoying? Yeah, sometimes I find it really annoying because <laughs> there are things that you take as like basic hygiene or basic presentation and they're not they're not the basics. Shall we talk about our favorite show now that we've like gone on? Please. 
Okay, so I'm only up to episode like 20. So if you have watched past episode 20, which most of you have, forgive me. I'm a newbie to the show. But I just kind of wanted to update you guys on what I'm thinking about the couples. Um, Claudia's fantastic impressions, which she will do on the podcast today. I don't give a fuck what you say. And I also want you to tell me without ruining the show for me, if I'm kind of right or if I'm kind of wrong. Jules, Jules. I really liked her. I thought she was kind, energy, kind. And then Cam, what's his name? How did how did you say Cam? Cam. Cam, yeah. I thought he was really cute. And now they're just boring me, but I know they'll get married and they'll have a baby. First of all, Cam is a doll. You can see he's a doll. But like, let me just first say, I'm really happy for them, like on a human level, really, really happy for them. And I think it's really nice. Like off the human level, I just need to talk about the following points. Okay. A, okay, their version of an issue is ridiculous. Like it will, the camera will cut to Cam and he'll be like crying his eyes out. And he'll be like, I just, it was, you know, I was just really emotional last night, like with everybody fighting at the dinner table. (laughs) And then she's like holding him, holding him as he breaks in her arms. Like nobody dies, nobody dies. I really thought when I saw the preview of that, that somebody in his family had died. But Do you no. watch the Kardashian? It's like a, there are people that are dying, Kim. It's exactly like that. He was, he was weeping. I'm really sorry. He wasn't crying. He was weeping in the so arms pussy vibes. Wife. We don't like a pussy. Pussy vibes. And he's like, I just can't deal with all the, you know, friction at the dinner table, you know? I mean, okay, some people had a cat fight. Okay, grow a pet. But on the flip side, like he does seem like he really looks after Jules and like, I like that protective side of him. So like, you know, we have all known Cam for as long as she has, like on this journey, not now, but we, 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 we've we known him the same amount of time, right? You know, in watching terms. Why, why, when you're talking about him to the camera, do you insist on referring to him as your husband? We know his name is Cam. We know that you got married at first sight and that you're no longer single. But, and, you know, I just, all I care about is my husband and, you know, my husband and I. And I think, I just think she spent so many years watching other people have husbands that she just couldn't wait to say my husband, okay? <laughs> and, that's, and that's cool. But for the, for us girls out there who don't have a husband, when you say husband 15 times in the same sentence, if you're just smug, bitch, nobody likes smug. When they're like at the, uh, what's it called? The ceremony. Well, you know, what happened was um, we, like, we ran out of um, cucumber and we were making like a salad that needed a cucumber. You know, we looked at each other and we were like, wow, we've never, ever, ever come to this kind of a crossroads in our relationship before. Like when have we ever needed a cucumber? And um, who's going to go and get it? And you know what? My husband went to the shop and got a cucumber. And you know what? That just proved to me that, like, he puts me first. He thinks of me. He's my husband. I don't know if I mentioned. I have a husband. And now, now we have a cucumber and, like, can make this salad. And, like, you know, for, like, a few moments there, we were, we were really panicked and we were like, can we pull together as a team and get through this? But, you know, we just communicated beautifully and it just further proves that this experiment is like, it really works. It really works. 
Wait, in short, Cam and Jules are fucking annoying, by the way. Okay. They're fucking annoying, but <laughs> my heart is also happy for them. And I genuinely am really, really happy for her. And I don't think she's a bad person. However, stop saying my husband, stop being smug because, you know, you were a sad loser three months ago. Or no, we're, we're like a year behind. So a year and three months ago, you were a sad loser like the rest of us. So like, who are who? You just left left the team of sad loser. And do you know what else they do that really bugs me? By the way, as they've like oh. departed from the sad loser team, you know, goodbye, farewell, like cool. When people come to them with issues, right? Instead of being like, "I'm so sorry," like, can, "What can I do to help? Do you want my advice?" They're just like, "Oh." Like, yeah, th- that would, that would never happen but, to oh, us. Like, I'm so sorry. You know, that fucking annoying couple that's made you feel shit throughout all your single life. They've become that couple and they've been single until they're fucking 36. Okay. I, I stand by all of those things, but side note, muzzle top on your baby guys. Once you've been in the loserville for 36 years, do not become a loserville snob. Like that's all I, like, I agree with you. And that's all well, I want to say. Who knows? Listen, whenever I get married, if I ever get married, you know, maybe I will just say my husband 60 times a day and just call people just so that I can say, so my husband is coming home and you'll be like, uh, Claudia, I know the name of your husband. I've Honestly, I you. vow to never become that person just as much as I vow to never become a mummy fucking blogger. Yeah, we don't want to hear about your nipples leaking. We don't want to hear about how amazing your husband's been. We don't want to hear that you didn't sleep all night. Bitch, close your legs. Close your <laughs> legs. Like what? You, don't, you knew what you were signing up for. Come on. Don't have a child if you just want to spend six hours a day moaning about it because there are lots of people who can't have children, okay? If Valerie is that difficult, give her to her parents that really will appreciate them. Whatever, you know, these stupid names people are coming up with now. And it's got to have like an ear on the end. About the mummy bloggers, I really want you to talk about this other thing that we spoke about the other day, the sad brides during COVID. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, can I go? Can I go? Let me lose. Okay. Give me a little bit. Give me a little bit. Okay. Um, whoo! Okay, so there's a lot to unpack. There's a there's lot, lot to unpack. unpack so I'm just gonna like stop me when you want to stop me, okay? Okay, okay. Okay, here we go. So, so many people are dying. And like people try and make themselves feel better to get through it by being like, oh well, they were old or well, they were fat. I know fat people and I know old people and I love them and I don't want them to die. So it's not like when you say, oh, but it's only killing fat and old people, like, hello, I love those people. So it doesn't make it any better. So, okay, let's sorry. not get too political. Okay, Just go okay. to the sad brides. Sad brides. It happens in real life. Okay, I'm, I'm moving on to it. The world is <laughs> fucked, okay? Bad things are happening. And then there are there's this little, little group tucked away. But they're not so tucked away because they are loud and out and proud. And you look on Instagram <laughs> and they will you'll go onto their stories and you'll think, yeah, I'll check their story out. I'm I'm nosy about their life. Why not? I wonder what's going on. And you will literally have a dialogue. There is nothing more tragic and unbearable and anxious making than anxiety inducing than being than being a bride and not being able to get married hang on hang on hang on hang on, hang on. <laughs> forget the fact for, put, pull it to the side that there are people 
that are single. You've got an apparent, apparently, apparently loving guy <laughs> who bought you a really big ring to make up for the size of his small penis. But you've got this loving guy and you live together and you make dinner together every night. You have like a puppy together and like everything is so cute. And what's happening <laughs> right now in your minds and lives is I know there are people dying. I know there are people that are broken hearted. Okay. I got dumped. I got dumped just before lockdown. Okay. And all these things are happening. People are losing relatives. But the destination wedding you booked in Italy this summer cannot commence. And it's a state of unrest. You don't know what to tell the guests. And you, and you, and you also don't know when you're going to be able to get married. So living in the unknown right. is such a tragedy. And there are, the unknown. There are a few people that were like, okay, cool. We can't get married. Our ovaries are drying up. We left this kind of late. So we're going to like buck the trend and get preggers, like do a civil ceremony, get preggers, and then maybe have a wedding and like do that thing where you'll have your child at your wedding, whatever. And they just kind of get on with it. And then there but are that's cool. I'm down for that. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm good with that. Like, get on with your lives. Good, live your lives. Then there are the ones that are like, this has thrown everything into limbo. I live in limbo every day with all these plans. I don't know what to tell my guests. I mean, what about us? Like, what about us? What about yeah. us who have had to go on walking dates? Like, does anyone know what it's like to go on a walk with a stranger? <laughs> If you said to someone before this year, go on a walk with a stranger, you'd be like, why? why would I do it's that? the creepy. No, I wouldn't say why. Creepy. I would have been like, go uh, I don't have woods. a death wish. You're going to go into the woods with a guy you've never met. Okay. And you're going to find out a bit more about each other. No. Um, I've actually been on a few of these dates. So I, I can't do yes, a that that's stupid. I'm still stuck on the sad bride because she fucking bugs me. The sad bride who is so sad that she couldn't even get married and have a perfect wedding and that she had to like be on Zoom or like have a you know socially distanced wedding with only 30 people. Like poor, poor, poor sad bride. Did she fucking text you on Valentine's Day to make sure if you're okay? Sad no. bride? No. 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 So if you're gonna moan on Instagram but not text me on Valentine's Day when I'm alone. You can go fuck yourself. Oh, amen, sister. There are some people, people we know who have handled it with such grace. They've not moaned about it and they've been brilliant. So let's just stick. Hello, Charlotte. We love you. She's listening. We like, honestly, like kudos to them because it is, it is disappointing. You plan this great day or your friends are coming, you're having a party. Like it is, it's, it's, it's a letdown, but like, in the grand scheme, you need to shut the fuck up. C- Cludy, tell me why you're obsessed with Sorry Rail. Let me, I'll really do my best not to go off on a tangent. I'm trying not to be offensive about this, but honestly, between us, do you think that the penis thing would have been a situation for you? And be 100% honest, because it's completely fine if it would be, but I need, I, like, I want to you know. You know what? I'm going to be honest. No. Why not? Because I've accepted worse things. Not worse. Okay. I don't want to. I don't want to like make it sound like it's bad because it's not. You know, the guy has fought through an illness, and like I really liked him. Like he came across as like a, a great guy, and yeah, he treated her really well. And you know, he's got through something that you know is really really terrifying. And so for me, yes. it would not in any way, shape, or form be like a spanner in the works, a deal breaker. I would honestly just be like. 
I may take like five minutes to digest the information and get my head around it. And then I would be like, okay, well, if I, if I like you, if I love you, we'll work with it. Yeah, no, I'm on. I, I, it wouldn't bug me either. I mean, I would, I would need to digest it and process it probably for more than five minutes, though. But I do want to know. I don't know if these two are going to stay together because I'm only on episode twenty. But I'm going to go and head head and say that they're not going to end up together because I can just feel it in the air. Why do you think they're just not a couple that's going to work? Because Sorrel, Sorrel wants me to fight. You know, you got to fight for <laughs> me. She comes from like a very, very bullish family. Like her brother was vile to Nick on their wedding, on the day they got married. He was unnecessarily abrasive and confrontational. And it just, it it wasn't necessary. And I felt like he was trying to put a hard man thing on and he just embarrassed himself. It was an ego thing. It was an ego thing. It was ego driven and it wasn't out of like care for his sister. It pissed me off. And then Soril, she, I feel like, I don't know, I don't know where we're up to with episode 20. This doesn't give anything away or anything. But I feel like Cyril start, started to really develop and flourish into a better better version of herself. Because, I, first of all, I like her. She's hilarious. But She's my she's, favorite. She's I've actually named my dog after her now. She's too... <laughs> she's too She's too aggressive. And coming from someone like me, if I say she's too aggressive, she's too aggressive. 100%. And it's too much. Like Nick is this guy who just wants to enjoy his life and live in the moment and just have fun and be loving. And she's so insecure. She's and also not to say she's like a time bomb. So whenever he goes out with her, he has to kind of walk on eggshells to make sure that nothing triggers her. Because when that when the monster is unleashed, that's it. And then Cyclone. it's his fault. So yeah, yeah, Cyclone. Cyclone, so real. <laughs> but the, no, no, no. The thing is, in my opinion, um, she does. She just sabotages herself because Nick's a. Nick's a great guy and he was really patient with her and she really started to grow and flourish. And then Ivan, Ivan, her brother, just reinforces like, you know, you've just got to be yourself, Cyril. You just, you know what I mean, Cyril, you've just got to be yourself. He validates that about her, but it's actually a very toxic trait. The worst version of it. And the truth is he says, be yourself, love yourself. And if people don't love you, then fuck you. And it, life doesn't work like that, okay? Because Sarah <laughs> was flourishing into a great gal, a great gal. I'm so real cyclone, so real. I love it. This is my label. I'll probably earn a little bit more money now. I've got a nickname and I'll use it on Instagram. Let's talk about Lizzie. I know you're going to go on a tangent about Lizzie. Not, I know. I'm not a princess. Oh, you're not? Do you have nothing to say about her? I do. I like her. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I, I know, I know I'm going to come across as such a bitch, but everything that she's gone through in this experiment, I hate it when they call it an experiment. Like these are people, they're not rats in a laboratory. She entered into the experiment with expectations and committed herself to at least try. And he just, he just disappears. Okay. It's a huge letdown. And she just like, yes. Okay. She didn't handle it well, but I was totally on her side the whole time no i'm on her side i'm on her side was that when he came back he was so unapologetic and did could not for the life of him see how he behaved 
wrong. I, in fact, no, I, I think maybe he probably did know he'd behave wrong, but just so pig-headed, refused to take any responsibility for the situation. I agree with that. I agree with that. But don't you think, and, I, and I, I kind of think that you would agree with me, if someone had done that to us, we would have been like, bye-bye. Yeah, yeah, like, she gave him like, too many chances. Oh, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Don't you want to be with me? Are you happy? Like, let the motherfucker go. See, like, I'm not a dead it- wolf. But like, do you know what I mean? It just really fucking triggers me that she's like trying so hard to make an arsehole, a non-arsehole. Like she did. She, okay. She stayed in too long, but like, you know, the whole thing was his fault. When, we when someone's even- a narcissist and when someone's a psychopath, he's not going to empathize with you. He's not going to understand you. So don't. Hang on. She's got the last laugh because I know you've jumped ahead on Instagram. The dude's bald, plucks his eyebrows and has fake tan that is very orange. And she is slaying right now. She looks amazing. I want to talk about Mick and Jess because he's on a big He's he's so funny. Friend zone vibes. Am I on the right track? They're friend zoned. Yeah, but I love him. So do I. I thought he was really cute. And I know you don't like him, but I thought Bronson was like such no, no, no. a classy. I like Bronson. I like Bronson. The, the way so class. This is what I want my man to be like. Yeah, not. Uh, I wouldn't say anything about the piercing, but definitely not the tattoos and like too much bodybuilding, whatever. But like when the girl, it's constantly like being a bitch, being a bitch, being horrible. He handled it with such class. He never screamed. He never shouted. He kept his cool calm collected attitude mm-hmm. and he was just always not I think always being overly optimistic because every time she smiled he'd be like she's a great girl when she's great and it's like no she was never great he is but when when she was horrible instead of lashing out yes, he, was he was just he handled it with class but he he erred on the side of um pushover too much and he didn't deserve 100%. it 100 percent. he was a moron he's a good catch I, did she know that he's a multimillionaire? Not that I'm saying that's important, but I feel like she didn't know. It it, it was important to her. And yes, she obviously she's an didn't know. Did she realize when she said, oh, you're a stripper and you've got an eyebrow ring? And, you know, I guess he wasn't stereotypical rich looking. Um, but, I mean, did she realize this whole time that he's... He could have supported her three fucking children that are probably going to be the reincarnation of devil in all those three kids if they've, they're anything like her. Oh, God. She's, she's a bad person. No, we're not giving her any airtime. No, I can't be asked for her. I hate, I hate everything about her and her fashion. So and her, Mick, everything. All I'm going to say about Mick and Jess, you have no idea what's going to go down and you there's no, there's no way that you will ever, ever guess how that turns out. Okay. Which is what you said about the... The, the the what 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 do they call him? The ex virgin, which aren't we all ex virgins? I I predicted what was going to happen. I knew he wasn't attracted to her. I mean, the poor guy has seen a vagina for the first time, and then three days later, you want to lay on him that you want to swap partners, swap genitals, whatever it is. The guy is terrified, and you know what? I mean, I, I truly they did get married before they had sex, so I maybe she felt it was that. He um, was really, really attracted to like her nature and her patience with him and how gentle she was. And she was, she was great with him, actually. She just really fucked it up at the end. Um, But I think 
like for a lot of people attraction is not just about the looks it's a combo of the two you've got to be attracted to them physically but then there's got to be something mentally there and I think she he just but I I don't think she fucked it up I don't think she fucked it up I think no but can I tell you why yeah okay maybe she went a little bit too fast but you know there's a lot of guys that say the first six months that you date a girl you don't know her because she puts on this whole show but then past the six months you get to find out about all the shit that is wrong with her basically and I'm not saying that all the shit that she said and there's dogging in a car park and switching fucking husbands that's a different Okay, I know, but I think it's just good that at least he knew then, but instead of knowing six months down the line, know beforehand, like at least she was honest, like all these girls, you know, that sleep with their makeup on for six months and then six months down the line, they're engaged. The guy wakes up next to Shrek. Like, no, you know, I I disagree because once you've built up like a bond with someone and a love, it's much I don't know. First of all, I think about the big, really big stuff in life, you absolutely have to be upfront and honest. And it's a real betrayal if you're not. So I'm not talking about that. But I'm saying before she wanted to get really fizzy and funky with the sex life, she needed to ease him in gently like a child in armbands who's never swum. Yeah, but I think he would have never gone that far. No, he's regardless. never going to swap wives. But I think she would have been okay with that. It was more just her talking about herself. And if I met a guy, that was talking about so swinging i'd be like oh no 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 so for him it was just so hard to digest but maybe you're right maybe you're right actually maybe it was just a disaster waiting to happen but it was a time suddenly i get how he was suddenly not attracted to her because he saw a side to her that he didn't know existed and he thought she was quite pure in that way. Yeah, but that side of her was there and it would have come out regardless. So no, no, I think no, she, did, right. she did the right thing to tell him. Um, I want to say that Heidi's husband, can't remember his name, is everything I Mike? hate about Mike. Mike. Everything, everything I hate about men. Me everything too. I hate. What is this, a therapy session? No, you absolute scumbag. She's opening up about a very traumatic past and you're going, what is this, a counselling session? When is this going to end? Fuck off, Mr. Electrician, and go and <laughs> fucking install someone's fucking studio lights and shut the fuck up. I wanted to graze his head with my stilettos. Like, I wanted <laughs> to see blood drawn. How dare you? <laughs> I love Heidi. I'm a big fan of Heidi, okay? And she's a strong woman. And she should have at that moment been like Did you not see at Fine. one point the expert takes his side? Yes. And blames okay, her for it. Okay, John, if you're listening, John, John, okay, you keep siding with misogynists by saying that, oh, it feels like that you really jeopardize your own happiness and you really like you're very self-sacrificial like a lamb. No, John, we don't need a PhD for this, okay? All I'm saying is, yous just listen up. So real talking here. Yous listen up. Um, No, on a level, I'll try and not, like, drag this on. If I was with a guy and I opened up about something traumatic and he said, you know, how long is this going to last for? This is boring. Go and speak to a counsellor. It would be a very swift fuck off and I'd be gone. I would have grated the top of his bald head with my cheese grater. <laughs> Can I quiz you on 
me, the fabulous person that I am before we go, because I feel like you're the only person who can give the listeners information about me they've never heard before. And I feel like it's going to be good. Hit me. I feel like this episode is either going to go down really well or like a real train wreck. Because we're... What do you mean? People find, like, we're a lot, like, we're big personalities. And, like, as best friends, when we go to things together and mix with people, like, we're a lot for people to handle. So I hope this episode wasn't stressful to anyone. What is the one thing about me that most people would never, would never guess? Okay, you eat carbs. I say that on the show quite a bit, right. but no one believes me. No, no one believes me. She does eat carbs, but like a really small, like she thinks they're big portions, but they're not. She's not greedy, basically. Um, yeah, but people think I go out of my way to not eat that many carbs. Uh, no, you just eat small amounts. And it's not because you're just out of your way. You just genuinely get full up. You're just a bitch like that. Um, what is the one thing that bugs you the most about me? You interrupt me. That's because you don't fucking stop talking. Okay, I still don't like it. People interrupting me. It's my one thing. Like my mum knows even. I never shout at my mum. I love her so much, but she knows if she interrupts me, like hell's gonna break loose. What no, what was your first initial thoughts when you met me the first time? I feel like I want everyone. Okay, so you were like, first of all, you were drunk because it was a university (laughs) and you'd like fallen out of a club in your ridiculous little dress and and I guess you were still like making friends it was first year and you just came across as really ditzy you couldn't find your boyfriend anyway and you're like oh my god oh my god where's my boyfriend and I so you thought I was a Jules no no because she's smart I thought oh you you thought I was really dumb oh god I just thought you were just stupid a stupid little wailing girl but I actually was at the time that's what you don't realize like I was honestly we wouldn't have been friends what else just say whatever the fuck you want unleash the monster okay um open the floodgates number one she's not as she's not as classy as people think she is i know not on this podcast you know she's not classy if you listen to this by now but on the in the outside world she's the classy swiss princess um no not that classy um number two um she doesn't starve herself which is annoying um number three mm, way more sensitive than anyone would realize you're just sad sometimes, and it's sad. No, but it can get very dark. It can get very emo. You don't, you don't, like, you You have a real sensitive side, and I don't think people realize that. I think it's the same with you, though. Maybe that's why we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, do people know that I have a sense? I feel like, but as I'm no. talking about, people realize it more. I'm more upfront about my feelings. Anyway, this is an... Your friends. I'm not no, but it's about us and our friendship. I I only just it's about our friendship we never fucking agree i just stipulate i just turned 31 she's turning 32 so there's quite a big age gap here she's significantly older than me so we're not in the same place in life like it's you know whilst it may be disastrous that she's not married yet claudia has so much potential i'm just recycled goods yes exactly um what else would people want to know about you um you're a bit lovely like you come you want to have this sassy bitch vibe about you and that you're judging people and you're like nope I'm not sorry not sorry but the truth is is that like yeah you're the one person like I could call you at four in the morning and be in trouble and you'd be straight there like you are you're very nice and I know that ruins your rep but you're a very good friend 
I love you so much. Thanks for ruining my reputation. Well, you are. Sorry, you are. You're you're great. Um, usually I do this thing where I go, please tell everyone where they can find you. Do you want people to fucking find you? I, apart from my inner circle, I don't really want you to talk to me. Okay, well, don't follow her on Instagram, but in, just in case, what's your Instagram handle? <laughs> God, I don't even know. I'm so not into this world. It's Claudia FG. XO. XO. Yeah. Follow her. She's quite funny on stories sometimes. Yeah.